episode number eight in the kitchen yet again. This time making cookies, I believe. You mean I'm making cookies? Yes, Leia is making cookies. And I'm writing the microphone right now. Typical? It does sound typical, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Though I've, I've made you some food before. Yeah, but not while recording. No, because if I was making food while we were recording, I'd get it all over the microphone. That's true. Right. That, that wouldn't or work you'd for only me. be able to do one or the other because you're a guy. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a good introduction for, for this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, welcome to Things My Wife Sends Me. See, I didn't say the dot com, so. Good, go on. Okay, good. And we're going to go over news stories that my wife sends me. So the first article that we're going to talk about is Virtual Reality and Frank Film is giving audience the chance to experience her life. Wasn't this like weeks ago I sent that to you? It was weeks ago. Okay. But we never had a chance to discuss it. Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we have here tonight, you might have sent me weeks ago, but we've been busy. Mm-hmm. So, but it's still important news. Mm-hmm. Essentially, virtual reality movie where you're going to actually get to witness whatever Anne Frank was doing at the time. And it's going to create a unique experience for someone to be immersed in her environment. Is it just in the house where she was hiding, or is it, like, everywhere? It's in the house that she was hiding, but you put on a virtual reality headset, which means you don't have to travel to Anne Frank's house. Right. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this one was done with the support of the Anne Frank Foundation, which is different than the other type of Anne Frank event that's been popular in Belgium, which is called Anne Frank Escape Room. What's that? It's styled to look like an apartment, and visitors are locked in, and they have to escape within an hour using teamwork, creativity, and out-of-the-box thinking before the quote-unquote Nazis come. Horrible. Yeah. And the operator of the attraction have defended this room calling it an educational experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. So instead, the Anne Frank Foundation, they're working on this 360-degree movie. Mm-hmm. And it's taking virtual reality to another level. It's interesting. Would you do it? That's the question. I don't know. I've never done any virtual reality thing before. Not a lot of people have, because the Oculus Rift from Facebook has literally just been on pre-order, and I don't know if it's arrived at people's homes yet, but essentially... To be honest, I don't even know what Oculus Rift is. It's a pair of goggles that you put over your face. Okay. So essentially, you can't see anything but the movie. Mm-hmm. If you turn your head to the left or the right then you see what is in the left or the right of the room. So essentially, when it comes to any virtual reality, it takes you into that environment. So instead of you looking just straight ahead, you can look all around in 360-degree views. Does it, like, communicate with you? Does it, like, 
communicate to you the sound and the smell and stuff? Not the smell, but you definitely hear the sound. Mm -hmm. But the smell of vision is probably coming before we know it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Next story. A Russian hacker is trading email credentials for 272.3 million accounts. That happens all the time. Exactly, but this is a large amount. Mm -hmm. These accounts are from Yahoo, Mail, Gmail, Hotmail, etc. And I know I probably should change over our email accounts. I kind of forgot to do that. Change into what? Well, the recommendation is to turn on two-step authentication, mm -hmm. which means anytime you log into your email account, it's going to result in your cell phone receiving a text message okay. in which you then have to take a code and put that code into the machine that you're trying to use so that if anyone's trying to hack your device, you have a lesser chance of them getting away with anything. That's really annoying. Uh, no, because like I have an old dumb phone and that kind of like media messages and stuff eat up all the memory. Yeah. I'm like constantly having to delete things just because of text messages that people send me. But that's the level of recommendation that we literally are at nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's just something to, to be aware of. So essentially, when it comes to just this general, I, I don't even know the best way to even put it, general thought process of utilizing your email, it's literally going to the point now of just, I, I don't know, you're going to have to go through more steps than you probably ever thought you'd be going through. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, otherwise you're going to be hacked. Mm -hmm. And the question is, do you want to be one of the hacked people? Nobody does. Of course no one does. But that's kind of the world we're in right now. Mm Besides that, we have a story about KFC making an edible nail polish. That was also weeks ago. That was weeks ago. KFC actually wants to make polish in two flavors, original recipe and hot and spicy. This was only in China though, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, Hong Kong. Which seems so contradictory, because I'm always hearing about this nail polish that's supposed to taste horrible, so that kids won't bite their nails. Yeah, and this is the complete opposite mm -hmm. realm when it comes to it. Weird. Yeah. It's a little bit strange. I mean, you got to wonder what kind of chemicals they're putting in that. Oh, a ton. I mean, to, to make you want to lick your fingernails, and then obviously whatever is going into your system as a result. Yeah. Yeah. And besides that, with nail polish, we were just hearing from someone that literally you could take nail polish and what is it, uh, pantyhose or whatever no, you whatever, can do like, with runs? I, I guess some things, if you're trying to make them stable, you know, as a stabilizer to prevent them from tearing or tearing further. 
you can like paint it with clear nail polish, I guess. But we haven't even tried it yet, so we don't really know. We haven't it tried works. it, but but even the idea that that it's strong enough to do that, do you necessarily want that in your mouth? No, I don't really want it on my hands either. Right. I haven't worn nail polish in years, because I mean, I remember. I mean, number one, it would dry out your nails when you put it on and and all that. It would constantly be chipping off if you're doing anything at all with your hands. And then if you need to remove it, you got to put all this crazy alcohol on your fingernails. So by the end of the whole thing, it's very unhealthy. It's not even worth it. <clears throat> no. A former Facebook staffer is saying conservative news is being deliberately suppressed. I've been hearing a lot of things like that about Facebook recently, that they're, like, censoring things. Really a lot of, um, a lot of these companies. Well, they're saying they're playing with the formula. Mm -hmm. because Facebook relies on computer algorithms to determine what is quote-unquote trending. Mm -hmm. uh, Gizmodo was reporting that they routinely suppress news stories of interest to a conservative reader. Mm. Yeah. According to a former journalist and several former Facebook quote-unquote news curators, they told the website they were told to inject certain topics into a trending list, even if they weren't actually popular enough to warrant making the list. Hmm. Yeah, so depending who was on duty, uh, yeah, things would be blacklisted or trending. So you'd come to your shift... You discover that CPAC or Mitt Romney or Glenn Beck or some popular conservative topic wouldn't be trending because the curator didn't recognize the news topic or they had a bias against Ted Cruz. Well, I, f I feel like this just reflects on a lot of times during history where people were only told one side of a situation. Right. Leading them to make um, less than ideal decisions. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a big fan of conservative stuff or whatever. I just go by, you know, what I think is right at any given time. But uh, it, it's, it's just, like I said, it's a matter of hearing all sides of a situation. Because when you're not hearing all sides, you're, you're not able to make a decision that takes into account everybody's opinion and all the variables. So here, an example, they were telling Gizmodo that news out outlets like Washington Examiner, Newsmax, etc., which were trending at the time to be picked up by Facebook's algorithm, were excluded unless so-called mainstream sites like the New York Times, CNN, and BBC followed up on those very stories. Wow. Yeah, so even if a story was quote-unquote popular and trending in the community with conversations, etc., they would limit the information. Crazy. Especially because, I mean, I don't know, but I think a lot of people in this age group these days get their news from Facebook, right? Correct. And in March, there was a recording from a weekly internal poll that took place that some Facebook employees asked Zuckerberg, what responsibility does Facebook have to help prevent President Trump in 2017? Mm -hmm. Literally put that question out. Mm -hmm. Which then forced Facebook to come out with a statement saying, we as a company are neutral, we have not, and will not use our products in a way that attempts to influence how people vote. And yet they're doing it. 
according they've to these insiders. On, they've done this on other issues too, though, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, Facebook is determining what people are talking about. Crazy. Yeah. Speaking of crazy, a ripped-up bus crashed into Providence bus shelter and they injured nine. In Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. They've had a lot of those issues over the last year, so. Yeah. And I, they have, like, relatively new buses, too. Not that that matters. But they used to, like, I would understand when I was a teenager if they were doing things like that because they were really just, like, boxes of metal. Mm-hmm. Like, you could really hear the, like, the bolts shaking every time it would go over a bump, and then they replace them with new buses. In, in this case, I mean, I'm looking at this picture. I don't know how this bus managed to miss the tunnel yeah. and just happened to go wasn't right there, into the shelter. Wasn't there some other factor involved? I forget what it was. Let me see. Um, all they're mentioning is uh, the people that were hit suffered neck and back injuries. None of the inju injuries were considered life-threatening. A witness mentioned we saw people coughing up blood. Uh, there were six or seven ambulances along with fire trucks going by. The bus driver was also injured. Um, he was standing on a nearby street corner, uh, dazed while pol police officers arrived. I mean, that's obvious he would be I feel, I feel like there was some other factor at play, though, from what I read, because there were a considerable amount of articles Oh, here, here we go. Um, one witness claimed off-camera that the bus driver had mentioned that the gas pedal was stuck and that it caused the vehicle to slam into the awning of the shelter. It was supposed to pass under a tunnel attached to the shelter, which only ripped the buses are allowed to go through. It's like a tunnel that kind of goes through the hill. Yes. Yep, and a uh, man who worked in the area said he heard a massive banging noise. Um, others mentioned they heard a big bang, a big crash. It sounded like a construction site. And they said the bus will be inspected when it's removed. And it will be examined. They'll also try to conduct an accident reconstruction. I don't know if they ripped the buses. There was a second bus as well at the scene, but it's not clear if it was involved in the crash. Hmm. And it's still under investigation. And uh, they as of then. Right, and they believe there's no mechanical malfunction with the bus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's going to end well. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of... Emergencies, parents say their child's light-up shoes cause fire and torch their car. I can see that. Uh, two parents in Texas put word out that they believe their child's light-up shoes have been the root cause of a car fire. I'm not surprised. I mean, it, it, it doesn't take very much to start a fire in a car. Yeah. They, they found a strange dark haze in their SUV. When they opened the car to investigate, they smelt burning plastic. With the passenger seat melted, they called the fire department. It's another situation where the you, you, you assume probably the shoes are made in China or something. Yeah. Right? And if you want your kid to be wearing things like that, that involves circuits, frankly... I mean, there's some kind of circuit involved for it to light up. So it, if you can't guarantee that the quality of that circuit is very good, then... I mean, I'm, in this case, 
I think the kid wasn't actually wearing the shoes, but no. my, my point is things like that are can, like, can be hazardous. But in this case, only shoes and clothes were in the car, nothing yeah, else. Yeah. So It was lucky. Yeah. And it wasn't on the kid's feet at the time. Right. And the thing is, is that the kid also ha- hadn't been able to, to talk yet. Right. So the kid would not have been able to actually let the parents know that his foot was getting hot and going on fire. Right. And, and would not have realized to take it off by himself because mm. the kid could not speak. Right. Yeah. And that was the other thing is the parents mentioned they didn't realize there's a battery in there. There's got to be something in there. Right. I. It's just a matter of thinking about what's around you. Yeah. Do you remember those shoes like in the early 90s that had like goopy stuff in them? Oh, yeah. All the kids had those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, FDA is re-evaluating the term healthy. Oy. What okay, you, go on. What do you mean, oy? The, the FDA doesn't usually seem to do things very accurately. Yeah, well, the FDA is going to reevaluate the term healthy, which could change how foods are marketed, making it so certain foods can't actually use the word, this food is healthy. Such as? Well, they're saying that there's an opportune time to reevaluate regulations concerning nutrition content. Uh, they plan to solicit public comment on the matter in the near future. They currently only allow the use of the term healthy on packages when the product meets certain nutrient criteria, which revolves around levels of fat, cholesterol, and sodium. And all those things are really not very accurate in the first place. Right. So as a result, because of these rulings, uh, do you know about the Kind Bars? Yeah. Yeah. The Kind Bars, according to the FDA's current ruling of what healthy is, uh, the Kind Bars are not healthy. Right. And the reason was because of the nuts in them. The reason is is because they hit a a high level of of fat cholesterol. Right, but from the nuts. Right, from the nuts. Which is ridiculous because that's a good fat. I mean, people don't really understand the difference between good fats and bad fats. Right. Right, that was the main thing that the Kind Bar was pleading with the FDA, saying the reason for the accelerated amount of fat in its bars came from the nuts. Right, which is ridiculous because if you ever read the ingredients on those things, it's like... really is, if I remember correctly, pretty much all, you know, from scratch. So according to the FDA's rules, Kind Bars even argued that this ruling that they currently have of what's healthy means that avocados actually cannot be declared healthy. And salmon also cannot be declared healthy under the current rules. That's crazy. However, pudding can be called healthy because it's fat-free. Of course, but it's all made out of chemicals, probably. Along with sugary cereals, is also deemed healthy. You know, it's really where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so sad. I mean, I've seen things in the stores where they'll be like, this is so healthy, this is diet food, and the entire thing is made out of chemicals and preservatives. Right, so currently the FDA made was able to work with kind bars mm-hmm. and say they couldn't use the word healthy 
However, uh, it did not object to the company's use of the term healthy and tasty on its bar wrappers. So instead, they're going to allow the phrase, but it needs to be accompanied with our corporate philosophy is to be healthy and tasty. Mm-hmm. So weird. Not that this bar is healthy and tasty. I think a lot of, in a lot of these cases, the lines are really blurred anyway. I mean, I've, I've witnessed a lot of people running soap and cosmetics businesses and things where they all call their, their stuff natural. Mm-hmm. And it's totally not natural. You know, and I, I've studied a lot of the chemical makeup of these things. In a lot of cases, the things that are labeled as natural are full of preservatives. And right. stuff that you really don't want to be putting on your skin. And, and it's like, I, I feel like I'm seeing the same thing in the food industry. Well, I know I'm seeing the same thing in the food industry. Well, they're saying this actually could take years mm-hmm. for the word healthy to be redefined. I wish that there was some, you know, more emphasis on just educating people about what actually is healthy and not. Because the information isn't really out there. I mean, I've spent time trying to learn this stuff, and even for me, I have to look it up sometimes. They even mentioned about gluten-free labeling. Mm -hmm. It actually took six years for them to complete that. So currently, you can see the word gluten-free on all these products, Mm -hmm. but literally more than six years to all of a sudden include that. So they've had to work through that for six years. With people having food allergies and everything. Correct. Crazy. So they're saying that this healthy debate is going to go that long, even longer. I wonder where all these things are going to end up. No clue. But an avocado is not healthy. I just wish like, the public schools or, or some you know public programs would set up something to educate people. Yeah. Because it's so important. I mean, I, I was listening to a documentary about this earlier today while I was working. And they were talking about how there are some school programs out there that really emphasize studying health and healthy eating and growing your own vegetables. And it's affected people long term. And it really helps your health. Yeah. So if for the government, if, they, if the government would actually educate people about how to take care of themselves, you know, health care costs would not be as drastic as they are right now. It would just tax the system so much less. Yeah. And really make for happier, more productive people. Yeah. Instead, everyone's going to restaurants. Well, yeah, going to restaurants or buying processed food and, you know, just not not really having access to healthy food or knowing how to go about it. Yeah. Because it definitely does require thought, and it does require thought to figure out a way to do it that is within your budget. But it's not impossible at all, but it does require thought. It's not as easy as taking whatever off the shelf whenever you're hungry. Right. I mean, you have to make a conscious decision, at least in the beginning, of well, what you're going to eat. Well, you were a waitress and you dealt with tipping, right? Yeah. Right? So Joe's Crab Shack says it's no tipping policy that they're trying to implement isn't working. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Because uh, it, But didn't they say that people like to tip there? Well, no. They want to tip good. They want to encourage good service. They want to encourage good service, but they also don't like having to pay uh, twelve to fifteen percent mm. more for their food up front. Even though after they tip, they tend to actually pay more than that twelve to fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. 
but at the same time, out of their 18 restaurants, four restaurants were doing well with the no tipping test. I feel like this is a case similar to the whole minimum wage debate that's happening right now where you take away one thing and the prices of another thing go up. But I can say from experience that a lot of these restaurants really don't pay servers enough. I mean, you are really relying on tips. So, you know, in, in some ways it can be good if you're getting a minimum wage all of a sudden, but in other ways, like, let's say you're, you're working crazy hard one day, right? And it's, just, it's a holiday or something, and you have a rush of people through the door for eight hours straight, yeah. and you're earning minimum wage. That really stinks. They, Whereas, they, if, you, if you are earning tips and you're doing a good job and, you know, you're taking a lot of tables, you are going to do very well that day, and you will be compensated appropriately. They also didn't trust that the management was going to pay the employees the quote-unquote higher wages that the employees were saying that they have received. Right. So I can see that too. I, I can see that being an issue. I, I don't know how, if this happens in all restaurants, but our paychecks used to bounce all the time. Yeah. I think restaurant owners, obviously small business owners have a lot over their heads, but, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's the most um, ethical business. Yeah. The way that people run it. Yeah. Speaking of interesting business ideas, mm -hmm. Indiana has baby boxes I to that. save abandoned newborns. Right. So instead of someone, a, a woman leaving a newborn in the middle of the woods or at a church or any of these other things, what happens is, is that the baby's placed into one of these uh, safe haven baby boxes. Right. And immediately... As soon as the box is closed, a 911 alert is sent, and inside the box, the baby's then protected by a climate-controlled padding, and the container immediately locks until help arrives and unlocks the box. Crazy. And the motion detector uh, will trigger a second call to 911, and have paramedics arrive within minutes to take a baby straight to the hospital. In addition, the mother can click an additional button that will ensure that a third emergency call takes place in case the baby doesn't cause the motion detector to go off or she doesn't close it correctly mm -hmm. and it doesn't cause the other call. And as a result, one baby has already been saved since the first boxes were installed. I can see these kinds of things being very helpful. I mean, I can also see them leading people to make fast decisions that yeah. maybe they wouldn't have made otherwise and maybe they would regret, and also taking advantage of it, so to speak, as in, you know, I'll just leave it in there. It doesn't matter. Right. Well, Obviously, I... there are other emotional factors involved in all of this, but when you open up that kind of door, you have situations that can happen on both sides of the coin. Yeah, so so at the end of the day, what what they're saying is is that the baby can be saved, especially if a woman is raped and she has religious obligation to have the baby. I think there's another situation though that can rise in this case, which is um postpartum depression. Yeah. Which I don't know how, how much that's happened here, you know, and of course it would depend how much support 
the woman is getting, but sometimes people around women are, are not very conscious of those things. Yeah. Um, in other words, if they are feeling that they are incompetent mothers for some reason, they might be likely to leave a baby in such a place when really they just need a little bit of help. You know, and I, I think also postpartum depression results from chemical imbalances. And, I mean, this is a whole other tangent entirely, but especially with the increased rate of C-sections, especially unnecessary ones, you know, ones where it's a case where the doctor just wants to speed things along, the mother doesn't experience the same chemical reactions that would um, enable her to have a connection with the baby. Right. Which just further leads to those chemical imbalances, like no. depression. No. It's, 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 it's another situation where all of these factors are playing into each other. And, I mean, obviously there are definitely cases where these boxes would be useful and important, but also I think we need to address as a society at some point all of the underlying issues. Yeah. And just let's finish off with recently deceased have implored voters not to support Trump, literally putting in their will, saying, as stipulated in her will, Ruth wanted to make sure her obituary included the final line, if you vote for Donald Trump, you seriously must be a F dumb A. You can fill in what yeah. the F and the A is. Haven't there, weren't there other articles I sent you, like, today or something that were really interesting? I oh, know that this I, week I've sent you some. Oh, I, I'm, maybe we'll do that in a, in a future show. Okay. Yeah, but... Because uh, these are really old. <laughs> well, this is, this is what I have right now. I know. Uh, but uh, Jeffrey said, in lieu of flowers, please do not vote for Donald Trump. And you can kind of read more in his obituary. They didn't publish the rest of it because of language. Mm. <laughs> the question is how much these things will actually be effective these days. I mean, not, like, of course a person's final wishes are a person's final wishes, but, like, I think that this generation possibly isn't respecting its elders the same way yeah. as it used to. Um, and as we've observed right now, there are a lot of cases where people are protesting Trump and very concerned about Trump. I mean, everywhere I go, really, people are concerned about Trump. Um, and the implications of him moving forward. But no matter what you say to them or anything anybody brings out, they don't believe it. Right. Th you know, that there's anything a bit wrong. Yeah, so... so oh, wait, there's the thing you were going to talk about at uh, AAA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we went down to uh, AAA. We're, we're going over time. Okay, but we we'll, we'll like talk a about few it. seconds. Okay, fine. We went down to AAA to get our passport pictures and we felt more comfortable having them just in case yeah exactly and um there was one point where after we were done i remembered we were going to try to get a map of canada or at least more information about canada right so just when in case. It, so so when it, i um, went back in which was supposed to be a quick thing and i think you were in the car while yeah. i was yeah so I, w I walked in and when i was asking for canada they said Are, is there a particular place within canada that you want more information about or would you like the trump special so i thought about it for a moment i'm like all right let's see what this is and i asked for the trump special they then presented me with tons of maps 
and information bundled up and even told me that they're going to be at some point a updated version of their AAA Canada resources starting in you May. You said it was like the next day or something. Yeah, exactly. But you said it was like everything was all bundled together already. It was like they had it prepared for... They had it all you know? prepared. That's so sad. That's got to tell you something. It's so sad. It's a it's different so world. True. Yeah. Okay. So with that, we're going to end. I know there were probably some stories that you sent me today, but I probably need more time to look it over. Yeah. But we'll do that next episode. Mm-hmm. But remember, guys, always listen to your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah.